What's up guys? Welcome to episode number 39 of Indian Markets with KR. Damn, it's almost 40 episodes, almost 50. That means almost 50. It's crazy, man. I I remember the very first episode, it was like 10 minutes long and it was damn shit. So, uh anyway, this is a podcast where I talk about the Indian markets and uh in my podcast I only talk about the Indian markets if you're interested in learning more about some of these concepts that i talk about follow me on instagram or at least check me out on instagram don't really care if you follow because uh as long as you check me out and as long as you learn from it it's great that's all i want uh but yes now that the shameless plug is done let's move on with this episode so uh i i've decided to switch things up a little bit based on some feedback that i've received uh you know basically my intraday analysis will be cut short to a bare minimum just talking about how the uh, you know price moved throughout the day my focus will now more be on uh, you know the general trend that we'll be seeing and what we might see tomorrow and at least you know the rough patterns or something you know basically more forward looking than analysis and uh, more insightful i'm i'm hoping it's more insightful i really hope it is but uh, that's going to be a small change that's going to be happening this episode onwards so do let me know how you like it and uh, one more reason for this change is because i've seen that a lot of my listeners are not intraday traders and li- listen that's not a good thing intraday trading is not like a get rich quick scheme uh, people say that it's damn easy and you make quick money that's not the case you need to monitor your positions and uh, you know if, unless you have that time and dedication it's it isn't really a wise bet which is why uh, it doesn't make sense talking about intraday so much when most of my listeners and you know most of from what i've received the feedback most of you all aren't in intraday and there's no point getting into it unless there's a very specific reason for you to get into it If you do want intraday, let me know, message me or something. I'll see what I can do. But uh, for now, it's it's going, or rather, it's being reduced to a bare minimum, as I said. And again, more focus on the broader things. So I'll still be talking about the ten minute chart, but not not as detailed as before. Some more changes that I'll be talking, that I'll be uh, including Bank Nifty more this time. You know. uh since i'm doing bank nifty now i'll talk about the banks also and uh yeah i mean that's pretty much it that's most of my changes that are going to be there uh let me know if you feel anything else needs to be changed i try to be as uh flexible and receptive to feedback as possible uh so you know whatever you're going to send me i'm definitely going to read it and uh, depending on what it is i might just implement it so yeah let's get on with this episode starting off with nifty uh throughout the day uh it was pretty clean for the most part it was a very clean 87 point uh, gain 11428 closing and uh yes we're finally at 11400 levels woohoo but uh overall very clean movement not as much volatility as uh one would expect not expect but not not as much volatility basically uh in the market and that that makes me feel that you know tomorrow perhaps we'll see a more volatile market uh, as compared to today and uh, in general the intraday trend line respected very well so that also makes me feel that tomorrow 
even if we do see a down move we might not see a down move that is particularly strong so perhaps a 50 point down move or something might be expected as a minor correction or as profit booking since it is on a relatively clean uptrend now so it's actually on a three day gaining streak now a very strong uptrend a very smooth uptrend so we might see some profit booking happening but if we do see that then i doubt that it will be like a 100-200 point massive fall uh, even if it is one thing that I've actually mentioned here and this new thing that I'm also going to be doing is that I'll now sort of check mark all the thing or every point that I talk about in my uh, notebook and my notes because I end up missing out on stuff and then late night I remember that holy shit I didn't talk about this in my episode and I don't want that to happen so I'm going to sort of i'm finding my pencil now in case you're wondering why i'm stalling but that's what i'm gonna do so yes might be volatile tomorrow uh very clean today and uh respected the trend line very well all of that is done and uh what i felt might happen is that uh it might just open up with a gap up tomorrow and then it might try to fill in that gap and this is based this is purely based on if it wants to respect that trend and if it is not willing to go uh you know down per se uh and it still wants like a negative day then we might see that happening we might just see a gap up and then it trying to fill in that gap possibly showing us around 20 to 50 points in negative and uh, actually still respecting that overall higher high higher low trend is what i feel may happen again if that is to be happen uh, if that is to happen uh, then we'll have to see some very strong support from the previous highs and uh, the previous uh, closes so that is going to be one thing that i'd keep my eye on and uh, yeah that's pretty much it as far as you know the shorter term trend is concerned now you know in general i feel that uh, it it does look pretty strong because it's on that sort of recovery ride uh, to those 23rd september levels and those are 11,694 so in general looks pretty good uh i am bullish for a one to two week time horizon uh in between we might see some corrections happening possibly and some profit booking happening that's normal but my one to two week horizon is going to be quite bullish uh, especially since for the most part it's in the clear for the most part i also check the volumes if i can volumes have been all right it's pretty much the average that we've seen uh in the past not this crazy high volume sort of spell that we had on 20 to almost october or 20th september to almost october not that crazy high volume spell but pretty decent so in general one to two weeks i'm pretty positive on nifty and the markets in general so again possible uh profit booking or something might happen tomorrow 20 30 50 point maybe down but not not crazy negative unless there is some very strong news in which case you really can't stop it from happening let's be honest so uh that's my view and on the daily chart we can see that at 11,453 there's some resistance by uh fib and uh that's also sort of uh, why that 11,450 level could not be sustained as you will listen to my father talk about later in this episode because that segment always is pre-recorded so 
11,450 possibly that's why it wasn't sustained and uh, the next resistance after that is going to be at 11,470 or so supports mm, plenty of them and uh, most of them i feel will be you know the previous candle high closes opens all of the all of that good stuff so that's what i feel might happen as far as uh, nifty is concerned and yeah i mean that's pretty much it on the weekly it's it's pretty much above all moving averages very smooth ride as far as the weekly chart is concerned and yeah that's pretty much it for nifty yes it's a quick one but that's because i'm trying to switch things up a little looking at bank nifty now uh again very clean for the most part very similar to nifty in that respect again all that intraday shit is gonna happen it's gonna be uh even steven for the most part uh and very sort of similar but uh now on the daily chart beautiful support from 50 ma and 8 ma very strong resistance from 20 ma but it's above that 61.8 line at 28 231 and that's been bugging bank nifty for like five days now so glad that that's finally over however from one resistance to another it's now at 20 ma obviously as i said 20 ma is at 28.571 closing at 28.555 so just 20 points away the next one is at 28.722 and uh, that's actually Oh, that's actually a fib level at 50%. So if you do that 19th to 23rd September retracement, you will find that 28722 is 50%. So that's going to be a, uh, a resistance. Coincidentally, that's also pretty close. Actually, that's just, that's 100 points away. That's not pretty close. So uh, at 28600 or so, 28650, we have another resistance, which is uh, almost a change in polarity. So that's going to be one more level to look out for if we are to see a positive day tomorrow for bank nifty <coughs> sorry for that damn what's happening and uh yeah again for the most part i feel that it should be pretty decent bank nifty we, we're seeing a very stable climb from uh that uh 27 500 uh level of bank nifty so 27 500 almost steady climb that was on 7th october uh Another resistance that Bank Nifty is going to get is actually just about that 27, 28.722 mark. It's the 200-day moving average, and that is at 28,833. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty standard and really not much to talk about except for these resistances and supports. Uh, and that's why, you know, I've, I've started that new... Uh, thing where i well i'll also be talking about the banking stocks and now that i'm actually analyzing and this is live again good job live analysis with kr so uh i can see that at 28 620 around that level we're seeing a very strong change in polarity so whether that acts as a resistance or a support we'll have to see because there's almost like a consolidation mini consolidation happening at that level this is in may 19 so a few months ago and uh, so that general level is going to prove as a resistance so considering that it looks like nifty has a has a relatively free ride bank nifty has a ton of resistances but uh provided that the underlying banks are good provided that the banking sector news is good shouldn't be an issue now uh, india's trade 
डेफिसिट हैज़ रिड्यूस्ड अपेरेंटली अकॉर्डिंग टू दिस न्यूज़ आर्टिकल दैट आई रेड दैट्स क्वाइट गुड एंड दैट माइट अफेक्ट यू नो द डॉलर प्राइसिस ऑल्सो सो कंसिडरिंग दैट यू नो वी माइट सी सम मूवमेंट इन द बैंक्स एंड इट्स वेरी मच इट इज फार एज बैंक निफ्टी एज एन इंडेक्स इज कंसर्न एंड वील टेक इट फॉरवर्ड विद द अंडरलाइंग बैंक्स आफ्टर वी आर डन विद निफ्टी स्टॉक्स सो कमिंग टू निफ्टीज गेनर्स एंड लूजर्स निफ्टी फिफ्टी गेनर्स एंड लूजर्स नॉट सम अदर वियर्ड एस निफ्टी इंडेक्स वीव गॉट आइशो मोटर्स लीडिंग द पैक एट फोर पॉइंट सेवन फाइव परसेंट अप क्लोजिंग एट नाइनटीन थाउजेंड वन हंड्रेड एंड नाइनटी uh the high being 19300 so no 20k moves uh you know attempted at all understandably so it can't go up like i don't know 5 10% in one single day too much to expect but uh, now it is at 200 ma resistance so that's actually where it had previously attempted a breach but it failed to do so so clean clean sort of uh, steady and clean increase from i'll just tell you from where 7th october but uh, you know now that it's faced that 200 ma we might see a reversal happening tomorrow possibly if it does breach that level then great because it's been under uh, it's been under 200 ma since above a year jan 2018 is when it actually went down and from there it's it's been above 200 ma for a few times or for the most part it's always been below that level so very curious to see if it's able to breach 200 ma 200 ma is going to be at 19496 and uh, not too far away from where it's at you know 3 400 points is not a big deal for aisha motors i mean understandably so it's almost 20000 so it's barely anything for the stock but that's uh, pretty much it as far as aisha motors is concerned and uh, yeah 200 day moving average um looking at vedanta limited very very clean support from 61.8% fib 140.48 is where you would have ideally ideally bought it now it's at 153 facing resistance from uh, the trend line that we had drawn in one of the previous episodes and uh, that trend line is actually a down trend line it's not a positive thing that it's facing uh, resistance from there so we might just see it falling back down possibly retracing a bit before uh, actually making an attempt to breach that in the past it has breached that trend line but the trend line is just below the 200 day moving average so you know it's like resistance after resistance and uh, coincidentally this also ties in with the fact that they've been reducing their dividend payout rates and they're not their payout rates their growth rates and that is not exactly reassuring so i think that some positive news might just boost vedanta limited above that trend line possibly above that 200 moving average also because in general we saw uh 2016 to 2018 being above the 200 ma 2010 to 2013 being below again 2014 to 2016 being below so it's almost like a cycle that you know two three years it's below it two three years it's above it so that's that's very standard by by the looks of it and that's vedanta limited up 3.86% closing at 153 and a half rupees and the next one is going to be z limited uh 
why is it not loading for me and yeah yes it's finally breached that atme man's crazy resistance giving given by atme curious to see if it actually sustains this level it's at 250 so it's it's also beat that uh, psychological 250 mark which is great obviously and it looks like z limited is finally moving and i'm curious to see if it actually continues moving now and if it does then might just be a very good pick at least for uh, around a 40-50% return I feel that because that's where the 200 MA is I'm not just uh, randomly blurting out these figures I'm actually looking at the chart and then telling them in case you're wondering how I actually tell these targets uh, the next gainer is going to be Mahindra and Mahindra 2.59% up closing at 583 and uh beautiful climb according to me and it's breached those previous resistance levels with ease uh, it's above the tick average also so doing great in my opinion very clean very very clean uptrend from uh, 5th september so your ideal buy on paper would have been just above 500 rupees but in practice you know hopefully well you could have bought at 5 110 or so in practice also but uh, let's be honest that might not have been the case because at that time it was uh, trading at a very very low price so uh, that's Mahindra and Mahindra looks promising now uh, the news based event with Mahindra and Mahindra is that now they're moving to more of uh, EVs rather than hybrids so they're going to be pumping in a ton of R&D money from what I gather and the market does not really appreciate uh, heavy pumping in of R&D money so it might react negatively to that and that is what I'm afraid might happen so and it might not happen this is just what happened with Tata Motors that 2000 crore R&D thing uh, really messed up the stock prices quite a lot so I'm hoping it does not happen to Mahindra and Mahindra though because that along with Tamo is a very strong uh, very strong strong stock because it's it's got that potential again Indian manufacturers ton of potential it's just that for some reason they don't end up utilizing it and don't forget Mahindra owns uh, Pin and Farina which is crazy so you know it's 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 very possible that they end up uh, sort of hitting a sixer and then throwing the ball out of the park and then coming up with a product which is crazy in every uh, sense of the word and uh, that might just happen as an EV which which might just change uh, the the indian car market but again that is high hopes for now i feel because right now their sales are not particularly good and uh, they're also going to be pumping in that r&d money so that's mahindra and mahindra uh, that's mahindra and mahindra on the daily chart again little bit of a mini rant if you've observed every time something related to the auto industry comes i start i get into gear so to speak and yes that pun was intended uh, the next stock is going to be Hero Motors, uh, up two and a half, 2.55%, closing at 2.675, and uh, very clean support from that 50MA line, not much to talk about here because I'll end up overshooting this uh, podcast time limit by a lot, I mean 50 minute episode last time, that's crazy, uh, if, you, if you listen to it in its entirety then congrats man, you deserve a badge let me know i'll make a badge out of paper and then i'll like 
send you a picture or some shit because that's the that's the most i can do at this budget <laughs> and uh, ongc is the next one surprisingly it sustained its uh, massive increase it did not end up book- booking profits well possibly ended up booking profits because it did close in that gap so that's what happened with ongc if you're wondering why my voice suddenly went down is because my throat is killing me now and i just want to like complete this segment so i can have a sip of water and then continue uh the next one is going to be hul it seems looks like it's testing that all time high almost going to test that all time high crazy thing if actually does that and uh i bet there's some fib support also in this no, i uh, i haven't done a retracement i'll actually do it why not right why why give incomplete shit when you can complete it so yes 61.8 fib support 20 ma support also so that's possibly why it's uh, showing us such strong moves and coincidentally it's it's not coincidentally interestingly uh, it's it's just shown gap ups after gap ups and gap ups so uh, curious to see how tomorrow plays out it's at resistance zone so that's what's concerning me right now possibly a support at uh, 2050 or so and of course that 2000 level will always be a support uh, you know very obvious uh, the next one is going to be maruti 6985 closing 2.41% up and uh, again this is also at resistance zone let's see if it actually is able to breach that resistance like so many other stocks have and uh, yeah that's pretty much it as far as the gainers are concerned i'll talk about the losers now and uh, yes this is a continuous losers thing there's the no awkward breaks this time that's because i've changed things up a little bit i'm talking about nifty stocks and bank nifty stocks that nifty 50 gainers and then uh, losers and then buy guys is over now new things are coming and uh, bharti airtel top loser down 2.5% closing at 383 this is expected man come on i had mentioned yesterday that trend line resistance is going to be real and if it is able to breach that then great but you know it did not so again nothing too unexpected here <clears throat> it was bound to happen let's be honest good thing it's at support 382 is its support so now is quite possibly the best time for it to actually attempt a proper breach and Uh, hit those 399 levels again and possibly 400 levels so yeah that's bharti airtel the next one is infosys damn flat day today it's showing 2.26% down closing at 768 but if you would have actually looked at the charts and i did because i had a position or rather i have a position in infosys you would have seen that it was a dead stock like legit you know what i'm actually going to open the intraday chart just to tell you guys how flat it was and i recommend you do the same just to see how is it's no words how flat it was it was that flat legit my moving average is line my moving average lines are covering the candles that flat and that, this was at s2 from there it slipped a bit took support from that 23.6% fib level on a much longer term uh, retracement as i can see and uh, from there you know hopefully it'll jump tomorrow possibly even fill in that gap if i'm being too optimistic at uh, that 780 level i hope that happens you know this flat is crazy Pro- probably it's reconsidering whether it should go up or down after that shit result 
and uh, yeah, it's pretty much it as far as Infosys is concerned. The next one I'm gonna talk about is my fave Tata Motors, and uh, I'm you know <laughs> these moves does not do not matter because uh, they do. I'm just kidding. I'm being sarcastic. These moves. <coughs> Uh, do matter well i mean it shows that there was some profit booking down 0.7% closing at 126 but uh, it's a doji so at the same time i'm thinking that hey if it's a doji it means that it's going to it might just be a trend reversal and if it is we might see it slipping down to those 120 levels again possibly um, if that does happen i am going to publicly say i'm, say I'm a long term investor because uh, long-term investor it's never a loss unless you sell right that's a misconception i'm being sarcastic do not apply or implement any of that and uh, anyway tata motors possible profit booking now that it's above those moving averages and resistances i'm actually very hopeful of it and uh that resistance is still going to be there yeah 129 resistance is going to be there. high was 128.9 so that psych level is going to be there. I feel st some strong news might be needed to actually boost it up. And I hope that happens. And that's pretty much it for the Nifty stocks. We'll move to the Bank Nifty stocks now. Alright, I'm back for the Bank Nifty stocks after sipping in some very nice crisp water. And if you're wondering why it was crisp, it's because I have cold water. And that, that tastes crispy. So... Uh, random BS aside, let's get on with Bank Nifty stocks and uh, Federal Bank was up. Good job, 2% up, 84.95 closing. Uh, the high was 85.9, so that psych level was attempted but not breached. Lots of resistances though, 8MA, 50MA, 20MA, 200MA is still damn far. But uh, all these resistances are there. Uh, the next one is RBL Bank up 1.99%. We are going to talk about this uh, a bit in the Q&A segment also. But uh, for now, what you need to know is that it took support from 0% Fib, which is the swing low, uh, which is pretty much yesterday's price and day before yesterday's low, or rather Friday's low. So from there, it took support and... Uh, now it's it's showing a spinning top and a spinning top is a positive sign let me just check whoa crazy high volumes you know if you're going by chart patterns this is definitely a buy signal and uh, whether it goes up down not too sure but this is a buy signal so you know I previously I talked about with Mahindra that your ideal on paper buy should be this your ideal on paper buy for RBL should have been uh, at 240 but you know ideally speaking as you will see in the Q&A segment you would have bought above 240 so now it looks like a good time if you go by chart patterns if not you know the risk is more but reward is also going to be more so spinning top high volumes looks great to me RBL bank closing at 264 in case I didn't mention it before the next one is going to be Kotak bank and uh let me see if I have notes on Kotak Bank first. Yes, Kotak Bank, I have notes. Very clean actually, you know, that 20 MA and 8 MA resistance was there. Now it's actually breached it and that support has been made at 8 MA. So it looks quite clean actually. And I, from what I can see on the daily chart, looks like it was a gap down opening. But that 8 MA support uh, pretty much saved it. And that 20 MA support supported the low for the day. So looks quite good it might 
actually faced some resistance at 1640 1650 approximately that level so that's what i'm concerned about if it breaches that then all time high can be attempted and uh, kotak bank is one of the main drivers of uh, bank nifty so if that does happen then great news bank nifty might increase uh, the next bank the next major bank anyway is going to be indus and bank i'm not counting the smaller banks because those don't necessarily move bank nifty uh, as much as you know these ones so indus and bank again yo two episodes ago i had mentioned indus and bank if you want to go from one swing to another buy it and uh, today it's already up like what 60 rupees so it's from that trend line refer to that episode if you want to that episode must have been released okay so that that was probably the weekend episode so check out the weekend episode it was at the trend line i said that if you want to jump from the low of the trend to the high of the trend of a downtrend only get into indusind bank and that's what's happened so eta may support now resistance at uh, 1310 so looks pretty good i mean good in the short term long term still got that uh, downtrend so if you are an investor do not put your money into it yet if you are a trader i would definitely consider it and i said consider i did not say buy so keep that in mind the next one is going to be hdfc bank 1.55% up uh, closing at 1223 by the way indusind bank 1.73% up closing at 1272 in case i did not mention it hdfc bank again very similar to kotak bank it seems that resistance of 8 ma was there then it took support from 20 ma and now it's above 8 ma so in fact the resistance levels for uh, hdfc bank are also at similar levels and by similar levels i mean on the chart so resistance for hdfc is going to be at 1260 or so so a good 40 or so points away and uh, yeah that's what that's what we're seeing on hdfc looks positive though in general does not look bad at all um possibly it might sort of if it goes up tomorrow it might just uh, you know go down or sort of face resistance from that 1250 mark and that's pretty much it as far as hdfc is concerned yes bank i know the segment is a bit dry for now but i'm just trying to get a feel for how i should actually do it so it will hopefully be much more interesting in the future uh interesting no pun was intended but that pun was like it just came to me so i went with it uh yes bank still sustaining that 40 level 40.6 up 1.25% and uh again it does not look like a buy quite yet looks like it's still below that 8 ma mark Just the candle was so damn narrow i couldn't even i rather i can't even see whether where it's at so that's yes bank it did test that 40 level today also so i think it's still in two minds whether it should go up or down and uh, the next one that we're going to be talking about is is sbi and sbi is looks like it's at a good level in terms of supports so if you want to enter into a risky trade i'd look at yes bank or rather not yes bank yes bank obviously but sbi bank and uh, i don't know why i'm making this mistake now this isn't even like 10 11 o'clock i'm recording this at uh 8:58 pm so what's happening man what is happening 
anyway uh, the next one is icici bank and no that was not a break I, I, I this is still continuous i know it sounded like it was a break but it wasn't uh icici bank also looks pretty good it's climbing from that 20 ma mark and uh, it's above that resistance it's above that 430 resistance also and that's a fib resistance and a psychological resistance now the next resistance as far as the fib levels go and as far as the candlestick patterns go, no, the candlestick pattern resistance is going to be at 432. The FIB resistance is going to be at 441. Uh, also consolidation resistance in the past. If you look at June 19, you'll see that it consolidated and there was a change in polarity. So 440, 441 levels going to be uh, interesting for ICICI Bank. And yeah, that's pretty much it for the banking stocks now. The next thing that you're going to listen to is the Q&A segment pre-recorded. You're going to listen to uh, buybacks. You are going to listen to uh, RBL Bank and you're going to listen to uh, Mr. You are also share his thoughts about buybacks and those things. So yeah, hope you enjoyed it so far and uh, happy trading. This is not the end, but this is the Q&A segment that will be starting. There won't be a break, it will be continuous, but still. Hello and welcome to the Q&A segment of the Indian Markets with KR. I am Umesh and I am going to ask a couple of questions to Krunal. But before I ask those questions, today I exited from IRCTC because the prices uh, started falling down, the number of sellers increased, the number of buyers decreased, it was better to book profits and I'm ready to buy the script about 750 if it goes about 750 you know after the morning hustle bustle but as of now I to me it looks like it is likely to come down further so that is that and now today's first question KR to you is I just read that India Bulls Housing Finance a company whose shares are being beaten up like anything is contemplating a buyback after receiving SEBI's confirmation now I recollect that last year everyone was uh, overjoyed when LNT announced a buyback at I think 1450 or so when the ruling price was around 1200 rupees or 123050 or so uh, that buyback never happened because they ran into trouble with uh, SEBI so these people seem to have done a better job that they are going to announce only after getting SEBI approval because I ended up selling, uh, you know, LNT shares almost at cost. So, tell this your listeners what is a buyback. So a buyback is basically when, as the name suggests, a company buys back its shares that is floated in the market. So. In the case of Eyeball Housing Finance, they would be buying back some of the shares, not all of the shares. That that really depends. Uh, based on, you know, certain, obviously, SEBI requirements and all. And they'd be giving you above market price. Generally, it's above market price for your stock. And the thing is that, you know, 
uh, it's not like if you've got a thousand shares all of them will uh, you know get bought back by the company you have to first sort of apply for it or rather you just need to say that yeah i want to give it for buyback and then if it goes it goes if it doesn't go you still you're still left with that stock your shares and uh, the thing the thing here is especially what i think is going on with uh, you know eyeball housing finance is that i think that the main reason for that for their buyback is because they just want to like increase the prices because we all know how terrible they've been doing have been saying that it's at a support level it's at a support level since two weeks now i think but uh, we haven't really been seeing a lot of movement and i feel so one of the reasons why any company would do a buyback is to sort of say that hey you know we're fine you know the prices can go up and because you know think about it you know ultimately they will uh, they will like go up because if if it's like at 20% a premium then they will end up sort of inching towards that amount so uh, do you recommend that i buy back uh, i buy uh, india bulls housing 1000 shares tomorrow i mean 1000 is just a number i, I you know that i am more interested in uh, money i want to make more money uh, you know 10 15000 ek din mein ho jayega like that so the thing is that generally the prices do go up but it you know the thing is if you, if you're going to end up buying all of these shares of a losing stock then you know it it might just not work in your favor because it's it's a risky proposition basically because generally the prices do go up when a buyback happens but the thing is you did a similar thing with lnt and uh, lnt did not work out obviously because of the sebi reason but you know if in case this does not work out or if in case your buyback does not go through then you are stuck with a thousand uh, shares of a possibly losing uh, company so i would personally not recommend at least getting into any big positions or just buying that stock for the buyback because there's a chance that it might not happen but you know if if you can afford to take that risk then it's a very quick easy way to make that 10 20% whatever it is okay so that's what i'm saying i'm i'm actually going to speculate whether there will be a buyback approval or not so uh, let's see uh, how the script reacts tomorrow and in any case uh, ibull is on my radar uh, not because uh, you know it is going to go for a buyback but the prices seem to have stabilized between i think 175 200 uh, region and if they continue to trade around that then there is no harm in buying some shares uh, whether they do buyback or not is a different story by the way i did a good buyback uh, action in wipro uh, you know so the gain was uh, how much was the gain 25 gain was uh, well the gain was almost uh, more than 10 12% in wipro and though the prices have come down drastically but uh, even then it was a winning situation because uh, you know theoretically i could have bought back uh, you know wipro shares at a lower price uh, with the buyback proceeds 
so yeah i am going to look at india bulls tomorrow for sure the listeners may look at their own risk appetite and then decide whether to go for india bulls or not okay thanks kr your question number 2 yesterday someone asked me that bhai maine rbl bank ke shares khareede hain you know at a higher level you know much higher level than what it is today and that person wanted to know whether to hold the shares or not now obviously rbl bank is one of the most uh, you know dynamic shares today in the nifty bank index uh, because it 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 is dancing like how yes bank used to do earlier you know 5% up today 6% down tomorrow like that so i told him that please wait till today evening market close and if the market if the price is below 250 then you sell you know there is you will have to, it is better you wait for the prices to react the person actually gave sell order at 244 i don't know when at what time 244 was ruling uh, but somehow his broker uh, you know told him no not to sell and wait and can you believe the price went up to i think 264 or 267 264 so imagine he would have lost out 20 rupees now i told him to wait till end of day so can you tell the listeners what is the significance of end of day stop loss Uh, end of day stop loss means at three twenty twenty five. I look at the price and then decide whether I should exit the position or not. Or sometimes I decide to buy at three twenty twenty five. Why so? Any idea, Kr? So the the main reason for that is that uh, you know the prices are obviously going to fluctuate throughout the day because there are. A ton of traders day traders intraday traders all those guys who will be speculating pretty hard on the prices and because of that the movements may happen now the end of day price it it will generally stabilize because that's that's basically once uh, you know the intraday guys most of the intraday guys anyway uh, are starting to sort of you know go out and exit and it's when whether the price is to uh, sort of you know stick to that trend or whether it's going to not stick to that trend is when you will get to know because uh, i'll take the example of rbl bank only and uh, the price was actually it took support from the swing low and now it's above so during the day if you would have seen it was actually down so it was uh, down a few percentage points i, I don't remember the exact number but it was quite negative and it ended up closing positive so what this means is that you know during the day it was testing those levels seeing if uh, you know that support can be breached obviously those intraday traders were also uh, you know doing their and playing their game and uh, it sort of caught most <laughs> i'm assuming it sort of caught a lot of the uh, investors in the company also who were sort of panic selling which is you know panic selling will also drive the price down further so all of the all of those things might have happened 
and then after that uh, you know once the day was about to close things sort of stabilized i'm assuming and it sort of realized that hey this is the swing low let's take support from here and then it went back up so one of the reasons or one of the main reasons why people do that is because of that i mean ultimately your uh, end of day price is going to dictate whether you are sticking to that trend or not so uh if it is sticking to a trend then it makes sense getting into it if it's not sticking to a trend then no point i mean a stock or any index any price might go up by a few points you know uh let's say it goes up 10% during the day and ultimately it actually fizzles out which is what we saw yesterday with bank nifty and nifty also it went up shot up almost and then it fizzled out and it settled at a lower uh, rate so what it means is that you know if you would have bought thinking that oh man this is going up like crazy i'm going to buy or oh man if this is going down like crazy i'm going to sell then you would have been like wait this just went in the opposite direction because that sort of immediate move happened and then it was it did not really stabilize at that point but during you know once it's it's almost eod uh, that is 320 not literally eod it uh, sort of settles down and then it sees whether it's at a reasonable price level so that's basically it okay that's uh, quite insightful kr and uh, thank you for giving us uh, that kind of uh, inputs now <coughs> as we end this uh, podcast uh, you know i read just before starting the podcast that imf has uh, you know given the uh, you know growth outlook for 2019 and 2020 the positive the negative thing is uh, for the current year the positive thing is that emerging markets are going to grow at a better rate in 2020 and same is the case with india so let's see how the global markets react uh, you know between now and the time that uh, you know the indian markets are ready to open and see where the nifty is heading i think nifty looks like uh, it failed to hold on to 11450 psycho mark let's see where it goes tomorrow any thoughts on that kr ah obviously you will be talking about all that in your detailed episode so till then uh, listeners see you tomorrow and happy trading as always now the thing is yes definitely happy trading but this actually goes to goes at the very end of the episode so i'm hoping that the question you just asked can be answered by the listeners already whether it's going to go up whether it's going to go down what their views are after i share my analysis and uh, as always this segment is being recorded before the actual podcast because i need to adjust myself based on Mr UR's timings so uh-huh. well some of the listeners have privately told me that they are listening to only this section it seems the most interesting and impressive is it so if that's the case then i'm happy <laughs> why not more <laughs> listeners <laughs> well okay enjoy the entire episode not only this section uh, this is more this is created specially to get more insights into your uh, you know trading knowledge and database and help us also interact with you people see you tomorrow bye 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 happy trading